0: Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Amanda Warfield, a simplicity-focused time management and business strategist and host of Chasing Simple Podcast. Now today, we're discussing three practical tips for simplifying content creation, managing your social media, and how entrepreneurs can avoid time suckers. Welcome to the show, Amanda.
1: Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited about this conversation today and I just, I'm super pumped to get started and to dig into things.
0: I am too. Now, Amanda, I have to ask you this just right off top. How in the heck are you devouring a hundred books or more a year? How do you have time for that? I get
1: asked this question all the time, actually. And part of me, I just do it. Reading is my hobby. And so when I find myself with pockets of free time, that's typically what I'm doing. But I will say that I also have a couple of routines set up where I make sure I'm reading within them. So in my morning routine, I make sure I'm always reading at least a chapter of a nonfiction book. Sometimes that's a Christian book. Sometimes it's a business book. Sometimes it's just a personal development book. Sometimes it's a time management book, but I've always got at least one nonfiction book going, usually two. And in my morning routine, I make sure I read a chapter out of each And then in the evening, when I get in bed, I read. Usually I just jump right into a fiction book. Those two routines have set me up so that I'm moving through books fairly quickly. And then I make sure I have the Kindle app where if I'm out and I'm at an appointment and I'm waiting to be called back into a room, I read. I try to use my time productively in that way. And... I'd say probably more than half are fiction because I can blow through a fiction book, but I do try to read a decent amount of nonfiction too
0: okay, then you know what? That's your Netflix binge there. Exactly. Oh, well, that is definitely good to hear. I love the motivation of that. Now you're going to make me pick up some extra books and try to fit that in. And I'll have to check in with you. We need to do a challenge. You need to challenge. Mm, I like that. I like that idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me just get right on into this thing because you actually mentioned your morning routine and your evening routine. I'd like to get a little deeper into your morning and your evening routines. Can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: the basis of any routine is just you're trying to make sure that you're, you've got a system around anything that is going to be reoccurring. So you should have a laundry routine because laundry never ends. You should have a meal planning routine because... Cooking and all of that, it never ends. You're always having to go back to the grocery store, always having to think of new things to cook. So anything that's always going to be reoccurring, you should have some kind of routine around. For me, I've tried to set up a morning routine and an evening routine that will help me have my most productive day by supporting some of my bigger things. So, what I mean by that, for example, every night I run the dishwasher. I start it before I go to bed, run it, and I also set up the coffee maker. So in the morning, I can empty the dishwasher and then throughout the day, we can immediately put dirty dishes into the dishwasher so that nothing piles up in the kitchen because as soon as you have dirty dishes piled up in the sink, the rest of your kitchen goes to hell in a handbasket. So by setting ourselves up, by running that dishwasher every night and making sure that I am consistently doing that as part of my routines, I'm making it a lot easier to manage our household and to keep our household clean. So any routine you have should be a support system, essentially.
0: Oh, yes. I totally agree. And that sounds almost exact to my routine. We actually do a load a day. Uh, we do a load a day that keeps the chaos away. That's an old fly lady routine and. I've been sticking with it for years and years and I love it. So I'm so glad that you shared that. So in the evening, are you, when you read your book in the evening, do you also do something else in the evening that sets you up in the day? Do you do something for the morning? Do you review your day for the morning? How, what do you do in the evening? So my
1: evening routine is pretty low-key because... Anytime I work with clients, I always recommend you work with your energy levels. And for me, I am most productive and most energetic in the morning. And by about 2 p.m., I'm useless. So my evening routine is really simple. We clean up kitchen. We clean up any dishes from dinner, anything like that. Load the dishwasher, start it, do the coffee, set it up so it'll auto brew in the morning. And then I pretty much wash my face and get in bed. The wash my face thing is a work in progress because I'm always trying to tweak my routines, but that's pretty much it. I get in bed and I try to do a devotional and then I read and I fall asleep. My morning routine is much bigger and it typically takes about two hours, but my evening routine is like 20 minutes max.
0: Gotcha. I love that you work within your energy because that does make a huge difference. And some of us are morning birds and some of us are night owls. So I think that is definitely beneficial to know the difference and know what you are. So when we work as entrepreneurs, we run into some pitfalls that cause us to waste so much time in our day. What would you say that you noticed has been some of the greatest time suckers for entrepreneurs?
1: Oh, hands down. The biggest time suck for entrepreneurs is content creation. I noticed this back when I first started my business, I was blogging and I would spend tons and tons of time every day coming up with my Instagram captions and making sure I had just the right picture and putting the emojis in and getting the hashtags. And I could spend 20 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. creating the right Instagram post. And then I was also finding that On Sunday nights, the night before my blog was supposed to go up, I didn't have it ready. And so I was staying up super late. I was exhausted the next day when I would go into my job. I was a teacher at the time. I was exhausted wrangling four-year-olds the next day. (laughs) And the content I put out wasn't that good because I had waited until the last minute. And I was staying up late, which we've already established. After 2 p.m., I'm basically useless. And so I was just ruining any progress I was making by being consistent because consistency is so important, but any progress I made by being consistent was being undermined by the fact that the content wasn't that good. And then I was spending so much time creating every single piece of content that I didn't have time to actually grow my business or do anything that would move the needle in my business.
0: So what did you end up doing? How did you fix that?
1: So I ended up deciding to batch my content i had heard other people talk about it other entrepreneurs but nobody really explained how in the world you were supposed to batch i had no idea but from no context clues i figured it meant that you would sit down and you would just do all of your content at one time not quite right (laughs) yeah learned really quickly that does not work you cannot sit down and write a blog post edit a blog post create a graphic for a blog post schedule a blog post, and then do that same process four times over. So I went back to the drawing board and I was like, okay, everyone says this is the thing to do, but this way that I'm doing it clearly isn't working. What can I do to fix this? And what I ended up doing was something that I was actually already doing in the classroom. And I was breaking down my lesson plans versus planning one day all at once. So what I mean by that is that when I was going to plan out the day, instead of saying, okay, on January 3rd, the reading activity is going to be this. And then the STEM activity is going to be this. And then the fine motor skill activity is going to be this. Instead of planning it step-by-step like that, what I would do is I would say, okay, reading activities, January 3rd is going to be this. January 4th is going to be this. January 5th is going to be this. So on and so forth. And I would plan all of the reading activities for the whole month before I moved on to STEM activities. And then I planned all the STEM activities for the entire month. So, by breaking it down step by step, I was able to move a lot faster and stay in a rhythm because I could have this connectivity of, okay, yesterday's reading activity was this, tomorrow's is going to be this. What am I doing? There was all this connectivity and it moved faster that way. So, I brought that idea into the batching and lo and behold, it worked and it made it so much easier if I could sit down and write four blog posts and then edit four blog posts and then create all the graphics at once and then mm-hmm. just schedule all of them.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. It makes a huge difference, especially when you're managing your energy. <laughs> it, it definitely helps. You have three practical tips for simplifying content creation. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So the first one is the batching. Batch your content, get it all done at once. I highly recommend that you batch a month's worth of content at what time. And that's what I teach all of my students in my content batching bootcamp courses exactly how to do that because so many people will batch weekly, which is great. It's a step, but what ends up happening when you get sick, it's Sunday night and you're supposed to be batching your content for the week and you're sick and you can't do it. Well, you're inconsistent. You're not showing up for your audience and they stop trusting you. So that's the first tip: is just going back to the content batching. The second tip is to show up less often with better content, which... I know everyone's probably like, you just said to be consistent, why would I show up less? Mm -hmm. But if you can set the expectation for your audience and say, I'm only gonna put out my podcast twice a month now and they realize that and they know that you've set a new normal, that gives you some time and space to show up less, but be able to put out content that is great, that is high quality and is going to pull them in. Obviously, yes, in the ideal world, you're showing up daily on social media and you're showing up weekly on your long form content. But the reality is that if you're side hustling and you're a solopreneur, you have not a lot of time to do a lot of different things. And it's just not realistic to put that pressure on yourself to show up in all the places every single day.
0: All right. I love that. So in joining that and showing up in every single place, every single day. How are you managing the engagement on your social media?
1: Yeah, when I batch all my content, everything gets scheduled out in advance, right? So I'm not having to worry about creating it in the moment or making sure that it's going live. But what I do is throughout the day when I am working, I set alarms for every 25 minutes. At 8.25 in the morning, 8.55, 9.25, 9.55, I've got alarms going off all day long. Those alarms are there to make sure I get up and I walk around, I walk away from the computer and I take a break. And those are also the times where I'll pull up Instagram and check in real quick. And I merely look and see, has anyone commented? Has anyone DM me? And if they have, I'll answer them.
0: Okay. Of course you schedule your post. Now, how are you managing those different things in your creation? So walk us through from the top to the bottom.
1: Yeah. So I actually, I use Tailwind for Pinterest, but I just use Facebook Creator Studio for Instagram. Huh? But for Tailwind, what I'll do is when I'm in my batch week, I will go through and on my graphic creation day, I will create five to six graphics for every single post. And by post, a podcast episode. I don't worry about Pinteresting my Instagram posts, but I'll create five to six graphics for every single podcast episode, and then I will upload those to Tailwind, and I'll just schedule them out a week apart, so that every single podcast episode, it's getting promoted through Pinterest for over a year. Gotcha. Because I put each graphic to ten different boards, which is the current best practice. <laughs> it's always changing, but by doing that's ten posts for one graphic image spread out seven days, that's 10 weeks times that by five or six. And you've got 50 to 60 weeks of just that one pin or that one podcast episode being out there and bringing in content and bringing in new audience members and things like that for just each episode.
0: Yes. Okay. So Let's dig deeper. You need to come up with your topic and you need to start from the beginning. So what are some of the steps?
1: Yeah. So I keep a a running list in Trello actually of different content ideas, because once you get into the mode of batching, you're only creating content one week out of each month. And so you've got three different weeks where now that you're not constantly in create mode, you have all this empty space in your mind, essentially, to think of new ideas. And if you're listening to your audience, which you should be, they're going to give you new ideas too, right? Well, if you've got three weeks until you're batching again, how do you keep up with all of those ideas? I pop them into Trello. Whatever project management system you use would work, Asana, ClickUp. I don't know what the other ones are, but pop it in there and keep it in there so that when you go to your planning for your batch week and for your next month's worth of content, You've already got a plethora of ideas. You basically just have to pick the best ones for the next month and go from there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So when you're making those selections, do you get deep into hashtag research and SEO? What are you doing there to speed that up?
1: I honestly don't bother with SEO until after I've already created an episode. And I don't know if that's the correct way to do it, but because all of my topic ideas are basically coming straight from my audience, Mm -hmm. I'm using their wording and I'm just talking. And then those words are going to come out naturally, anything that SEO is going to pull out. So I don't let that be too much of a, a stopper or a roadblock for me. I use the Yoast plugin on WordPress and that helps me make sure that I've got the green thumb basically right. <laughs> for the SEO and that's all I really do to worry about it.
0: That definitely sounds good. So I am interested in knowing what our audience is thinking. So this is our interactive segment. So if you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick, and we're going to have this poll question listed. Are you happy with the time that you spend creating content? Now, if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions, and you can still weigh in and see the results. So I know that you've got this amazing bootcamp. That's coming up, Amanda. Or that's that is now. Tell us more about it. So, is it constantly going? Is there sign-up times? Tell us more about your boot camp.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's constantly open. You can join it any time. And basically, it's a really short and sweet course. I want you to be able to get in and get out and make this change because just listening to me talk isn't going to help you make the change. You've got to actually put it into practice, right? So I keep it short and sweet. There are only four lessons where it walks you through exactly how to batch, how to set up your batch schedule for each week, and then how to take it a step further and make it even faster. So I teach my whole batching process. And by the end of the course, you're going to be able to batch an entire month's worth of content in just one week so that you have those three weeks to actually move the needle in your business.
0: Okay. All right. That definitely sounds good. Now we've actually come to one of my favorite parts of the show, and this is our mentoring moment segment. And the mentoring moment segment is just, Amanda, when I just ask you a thought provoking question and you just give me like your best answer, just give me Amanda, let everybody see who you are. So if you can just share a little bit more of your wisdom with us, when you were most overwhelmed, What advice would you have needed to hear?
1: Oh my goodness, to simplify. When I was most overwhelmed, it was because I was trying to do too much. And I was trying to do too much in every single area of my life. Honestly, the point where I was most overwhelmed in my life, I didn't even have a business yet. And I just desperately needed to hear someone tell me to simplify and to get really intentional with what I was putting on my plate.
0: Yes, what steps did you take to get yourself into simplicity?
1: Honestly, the first thing I did was I just attacked my closet and getting dressed each day because as a teacher, you want to be professional, but still feel good about what you're in, especially when you're teaching preschool and you have to be moving a lot and up and down and getting dressed each day was one of my biggest stressors. And that sounds really silly, but I bet a lot of people feel that way too. They look in their closet and they're overwhelmed by all the options. And so they just wear the same like three things over and over again. And because I was so overwhelmed with my closet, that's just where I naturally decided to start. It wasn't really a thought process or a, I sat down and chose where I was going to start simplifying. I just got tired of being so overwhelmed and I ended up creating a capsule wardrobe and that opened up so much in my mind, in my day that it just steamrolled. And I was able to simplify different areas a little bit at a time.
0: I really would love to talk to you a little bit more about that capsule wardrobe because uh, a few months ago, we had a show that we discussed the capsule wardrobe and how much time it can help save you. And I actually have the statistics on how much time we waste standing in our closets looking for something to wear. It's so much time. Yes. So I have not yet done my capsule wardrobe. Shame on me. So it'll change your life. So tell me, okay. So outside of any kind of Pinterest things or anything that's out there, since you're a real person really doing it, how do you get started with your capsule wardrobe and what are the best steps?
1: Okay. So the first thing you want to do is decide how many wardrobes you're going to have. For me, because I live somewhere, I live in South Carolina, so we have very different climates with each season. I have four different capsule wardrobes and I will pack them up at the end of each season and I only have one out at a time. Mm. But some people live in more moderate climates and so they only do two. You want to decide how many different ones you're going to have. Then you want to decide what your base neutral is going to be. It's either going to be black or navy blue. You can't use both within the same capsule wardrobe because they don't mesh. And the whole purpose of a capsule wardrobe is that everything matches so that you could blindly pull out any top and any bottom and it would work together. So you pick your base neutral and then you decide one to two accent colors that you're going to use. And for me, my spring one is blush and... Actually, I think that's it. I just have one accent color. So I do the blush and navy blue. My fall, I have a burnt orange and an olive green with the navy blue. And then my winter capsule wardrobe, I do black and garnet. And so you pick those accent colors. You want to make sure if you're using two accent colors that those go together also. And then from there, you just minimize. And if it doesn't fit that color scheme and it doesn't fit that season or it doesn't fit, you get rid of it.
0: That is awesome. So... How long did it take you to do?
1: Honestly, I just started with a full simplification of my wardrobe at first. Each time I do this, it takes probably a couple hours, but I didn't start and create four capsule wardrobes off the bat. It's like any new routine that you're trying to implement, any new thing you're trying to implement in your life, new habit, whatever, you start small with just one step. So the first thing you're going to want to do is take everything out of your closet and try it all on. If it doesn't fit, get rid of it. If you don't wear it, get rid of it. And that's going to bring your numbers down a whole
0: lot. So what about those little dresses that you're like, okay, I know I'm going to get back into this. Throw them out oh.
1: because I know no one
0: wants to hear that, but here's the thing. A lot of the times, the things that
1: we're hanging on to, I guarantee you still have something in your closet from high school. You are never going to get back into that, not because you can't work hard enough to get skinny again or whatever, but you didn't have a fully developed body. You were an adolescent. (laughs) And for some reason we sit there and we think of our high school bodies and like our 18 year old, 19 year old bodies as like the ideal, but we weren't fully grown. Like our bodies Mm -hmm. there's, it's not possible. Here's the thing. Even if you have the best intentions, having something that doesn't fit you hanging in your closet, Every time you go into your closet or you stand outside your closet and you look in, you're going to see that and it's going to give you negative thoughts. Nobody wants to do this, but if you get rid of all the things that don't fit and everything in your closet fits and is flattering and makes you feel confident, the way you start your day is going to be drastically changed. Not only is it going to save you so much time, but it's going to take so much of that negative mental thought process that we all have it's going to take so much of that out of your life because you're not automatically thinking it right off the bat every single morning
0: Do you know what i love that perspective Because if you walk into your closet and you can't wear anything, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't wear anything. So then it messes up your entire day Mm -hmm. because you spent so much time trying on things that you couldn't wear when you tried it on. So yes, that is great. So that's a little extra mindset pump for you guys. Amanda, you have done it. You have given us some great tips and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Please let everyone know where you can be found.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love it if y'all would check out Chasing Simple. It's my podcast. It's all about simplifying your business and taking back your time. And I also like to touch on the hard parts of entrepreneurship because let's face it, this is a really lonely space. And a lot of times we can feel like the things we struggle with, we're the only ones that have ever struggled with. And I would just love it if y'all would come check that out. And again, it's Chasing Simple.
0: Yes, guys. She has a great podcast, Chasing Simple. Check it out. I'm trying to tell you, she's got some great little nuggets on there and she also has some amazing freebies on her website. So check that out as well. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick. You're listening to The Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.